Blog Talk Radio. You are now listening to CLNS Radio, your source for all things basketball. You cannot stop this guy. This guy is unbelievable right now, and with the way he's playing, he's played an outstanding brand of basketball. You're trying to tell me he's not the next best thing? What are you hearing? Man, all I know is this guy can fall, and if you can come out and play with him, you can play with anybody in the league. I want your opinion. Call into the show. Why don't you drive the rack? Seriously, why don't people drive the rack more often? You're fed up with this cookie-cutter brand of basketball, not go out and hand-check. What are you comparing? The guy's got grit. The guy's got moxie, and the guy's got heart. What more do you want? Broadcast through Blog Talk Radio and CLNS Radio. Welcome to the Hooper's Log. Here's your host, Simo Bucket. They gonna let me for my ambition. Welcome on into the show. It is episode it is episode fifty seven here on the Hooper's Log, episode fifty seven on CLNS Radio through the through the FanDuel Studios on Blog Talk Radio here on a Monday, the twenty fifth of January two thousand and sixteen here on the Hooper's Log. There's no Andrew Norris on the show today. He did do the show on a late night edition of a Friday last week, but we have me independently here on the show today. If you'd like to call in and talk about what happened in the world of football last night, what happened in the world of the NBA over the weekend, please feel free to jump in and do so. It was a crazy, crazy night in the world of uh, of, of football last night and obviously the world of the NBA uh, over the weekend. I have whiteboard-worthy performances. I am literally just finishing them up. Right now, it is. It, I'm telling you, there were a ton of them over the weekend. A ton, an absolute just crud ton of what white forwards performances and and, and interesting games, interesting storylines, interesting things coming up here over the next couple of couple of days, weeks, uh, definitely month leading up to the All Star break. We have the reserves being announced here shortly. Uh, here uh, in the next three or four days. It is getting to that point in time where basketball is slowly starting to take over the landscape of sports and coming up here after the Super Bowl, which obviously you know who the the competitors are now, it it will be basketball-driven the day after the Super Bowl all the way until June. It's going to be just crazy basketball here over the next uh, three or four months after the Super Bowl in about two weeks. It's going to be nutsoid, and I would expect you – to be live and, and getting and enjoy yourself listening to here through Apple Podcasts or live here on Blog Talk Radio, or if you're wanting to call in and listen through the show, 323-642-1558. Again, a crazy, a, a ton of things. Obviously, the blizzard in uh, in the on the East Coast right now, the craziness that's going on there um, on the East Coast, it, it's, it's indescribable right now. Obviously, it postponed the, uh, the Utah-Washington game. There were some games that were pushed out. Um, for next day, like the uh, Philadelphia 76ers and Boston, Boston Celtics for Sunday. Um, there was a lot of – just a lot of craziness. Obviously, David Blatt being fired. Cleveland and, and the Chicago game, the ABC showdown game, first uh, nationally televised game over the weekend in basketball all season long. Um, it's <clears throat> it, it's it just a nutsoid weekend. Crazy, crazy stuff, obviously, and we'll talk about 
the, uh, the, the, the NFL games. We'll probably talk more about them tomorrow when Andrew's on the show, but I'll get into my opinion here in just a moment. But let's get Andrew, let's get uh, Kevin Hart on the line. Let's get it started here. If you'd like to call in, the phone number is 323-642-1558. My name is Simo Buckets. I have a website, SimoBuckets.com, if you'd like to check it out and get it started. Episode 57, let's get it going, Kevin Hart. All right, all right, all right. We're going to learn today. Just a crazy weekend. I mean, I, I don't know what else. I don't know where to start. I really don't. Um, maybe we'll we'll infiltrate most of it heading into the uh, heading into the uh, Tuesday for tomorrow on episode 58. Just I'm telling you, it was jam packed craziness uh, when it came to the world of sports. Uh, obviously, the two games in the books: uh, AFC Championship game, NFC Championship game. The AFC Championship game was New England at Denver. Denver winning 20 to 18. I was listening to this game, watching it. Uh, the day I did not sit down and watch this ball game. I was very busy. Um, and then you come into the uh, Arizona-Carolina game, which was just an absolute blowout fest by Carolina. 49-15, they destroyed Arizona in this game. Not even worth watching, really. The second half was just was just really the Cam Newton show from there on out. Seven turnovers by the Arizona Cardinals, an unfortunate event there. But the New England-Denver game seemed to be an instant classic. I heard most of the game, didn't really watch all of it, but I definitely heard what was going on. Um, and in the NBA, obviously, as everyone knows, in the NBA, you saw uh, David Black getting fired, um, and then when he got fired, the next day when Teron Liu came in to coach the team to play against the Bulls, the, the the atmosphere, the feeling of that team dropped off significantly, and I'll get to that in just a moment. But let's recap what happened over the weekend first. Obviously, a ton of ball games, just insane, an absolutely insane amount of games. Let's start on Friday and what happened, and we'll go through the whiteboard where the performance is for Friday. Kemba Walker and the Hornets beating the Magic. Now 20 and 23 of the Hornets, 120 to 116 beating the Magic. And uh, Kemba Walker, wipe away the performance of 69 on the wipe away the performance scale. 40 points, 9 assists, 7 rebounds, and 4 steals. Kemba Walker absolutely went off on Friday night as they get the victory in overtime over the Orlando Magic. 120 to 116 over the Magic in Orlando. Unbelievable game there as the Hornets are starting to turn the corner and start making a name for themselves. The Bulls lose to the Celtics, but Jimmy Butler also had another fantastic performance. He will be an all-star this year. If not, it's a travesty. 28 points, 14 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals and a 50 on the whiteboard, the performance scale. And then the Jazz and Nets play. The Jazz dominate the Nets, 108-86. to Gordon Hayward, 21 points there as they get the win. Jazz are now 19-24. and The Nets, 11-33. and You could scratch them off. Their season is over. They're not going anywhere, anywhere deep into April. Uh, Clippers and Net and Knicks. The Clippers just absolutely destroyed the Knicks in this one, 116-88. to Chris Paul, 16 points, 13 assists. Not quite a wet boy's performance, but an outstanding game by him. Nonetheless, Carmelo Anthony had a pretty good game, too, 16.6 assists. But the Clippers just absolutely dominate over the Knicks, 116-88 to in that one. And the Raptors in heat. The Raptors proving why they may be the force to be reckoned with in the Eastern Conference after this one. The Orlando match, I'm, I'm telling excuse me, the Toronto Raptors, 101-81, to 81, getting the win over the Miami Heat. They're 28-15. They're right there, right behind Cleveland now, and they're starting to make their presence known. DeMar DeRozan, 33 points, uh, six rebounds, four assists, not quite wipe over the boards, but an outstanding game by him nonetheless. Uh, I'm telling you, this Raptors team 
if their bench can keep keep playing the way they're playing and, and contend with this starting rotation and keep them in line to keep playing the way they're playing, this team could potentially take over the number one spot with the way Cleveland has set themselves up now by firing their head coach, which still makes no sense to me. But we'll get to that later, and eventually over the week we'll talk about it more. Rockets get the victory over the Bucks, 102-98. to 98. James Harden, wife away the performance, 38, 30 points, 8 assists, 5 rebounds, 2 steals, 8.53 on the whiteboard. the performance scale. James Harden helping the Rockets get back above 500 now, 23-22. and 22. This team is taking on the first 45 games of the season. They now have a stretch where they can make themselves known and get back into the conversation of a potential team in the Western Conference. Again, not quite the best team in the way they've been playing, clearly as a 500 team, but the Rockets still trying to find ways to get it done and finding ways to be competitive. Again, the Rockets still at seventh spot in the Western Conference. Uh, Sacramento Kings, as I mentioned, is the spot right now. Uh, and Dallas, Memphis, Los Angeles, Oklahoma City, San Antonio, and Golden State. And we'll get into more of those games here later on throughout the show. Um, but again, the, the I'm telling you, this Rockets team is starting to make the turn and starting to look better as they keep playing more and more as time goes on. I apologize if my show cuts out today. Uh, it's not raining outside, but it's cold. Obviously, the wintertime really kind of strikes a strikes a conundrum here on the show. Um, I really don't like it when it happens, but unfortunately, when it does happen, it, you know, it, nature takes the best of it, and, and it, and it just tends to yeah, exactly. Like when it rains, it affects the entire show, and unfortunately, when it does. You start to see uh, uh, glitches and cutouts and things like that. And, and if I do cut out of the show at time, at time it, it will be the case and it will happen. Um, anyway, let's get back to recapping the show again. If you'd like to call in, the phone number is 323-642-1558 is the number on the show. Back to the games that we had over on Friday. Thunder beat the Mavericks 109-106, to 106, as I was mentioning. The Thunder still hanging around 33-12. The Mavericks 25-20, and 20, playing outstanding basketball. Both those teams, Kevin Durant played great in that one, 24 points, 7 assists. Not quite a way for the performance, but he played great in that one. Um, then you had uh, Chandler Parsons, 26 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists. And the Warriors winning their 40th game of the season on the 23rd of – the 22nd, excuse me, the 22nd of – January here just past the halfway mark they're now 40 and 4 20 and 0 at home it's it's insane what the Warriors are doing Steph Curry triple double 39 points 10 rebounds 12 assists a 73 on the whiteboard the performance scale a star worthy performance by him in Steph Curry again Steph Curry getting another dominating performance by him dominating the Pacers in that one uh Miles Turner had a pretty good game too 31 points eight rebounds one steal in that one he played pretty well in that game, but Steph Curry was the performer of the night, and the Spurs dominating the, the Lakers 108 to 95. The Spurs now 38 and 6, heading into tonight's game. And these this, these two games set up tonight. The Spurs are going to head north a little bit to play the Warriors tonight after they played in LA on Friday. Both teams are two two days rested. Clearly, I know Tim Duncan's going to be out. He's going to be sitting. This is game of the night and probably game of the first half of the year. And that's saying a lot considering the Cavs and, and Warriors have played twice. Uh, the Cavs and Spurs have already played. Um, this is the performance. I honestly think heading into tonight, this is the game that we're going to see really decide where both teams are at. And I know that Tim Duncan won't be playing. Honestly, if the Spurs only lose by five, three, five points, if they, if they, only, went, if they only lose by like three to five points in this one, I don't I don't know how you don't say that they're still the best team in the Western Conference because yes they've won I think 12 in a row now if not 12 their last 13 they've won they've played outstanding basketball the Warriors have played unbelievable as well but the thing is is the Warriors have been kind of 
I, they've been playing. They've played great basketball. Forty and four is not terrible or batted by any stretch at all. It's unbelievable. But with where the Spurs have been playing and where they lie, only two full games back of the Warriors. It could be one game out after tonight. I'm telling you, this Spurs team, if they if they play without Tim Duncan tonight and they play close, I think I still think the Spurs will be the team to beat in the Western Conference. I mean, I know the Warriors would be a number one seed. If they win tonight, they'd be up by three games. It'd be a big deal. Uh, but I think at the same time, if you start to really look at how the Spurs have been playing, if they can come out and, and play well in this one and dominate and, and, and win ultimately, how are the Spurs not the team to beat? They'd be one game back of the Warriors. They've clearly been on a huge streak here in the NBA. As I mentioned, I mean, they've, I, I said they've won, uh, they've won 12 of the last 13. They've actually won 13 in a row, the Spurs have, and the, and the Warriors have won three in a row. This is game of the night, game of the first half, game of January, in my opinion, and there have been quite some matchups here in the month of January. But after that game, those two games on Friday, I think going into tonight, we're going to see one heck of a battle on NBA TV. We'll preview that game for you a little bit later, but I just want to mention that as we head forward. On Saturday, obviously postponed by whether the Jazz and Wizards, that game did not take place. That game will probably uh, be made up sometime later on throughout the season. They'll figure it out eventually. Obviously, the Celtics and 76ers were pushed until Sunday. They would figure that out later as well. Um, Knicks and Hornets. Again, the Hornets getting another victory, getting the victory 97-94 over the Knicks. The Knicks losing two in a row over the weekend, not playing their best basketball, but the Hornets, again, 97-84, getting a victory there, a big-time victory for the Hornets, again, hovering in the Eastern Conference. We still got the Eastern Conference to decide. I mean, it's looking like, and I said this, I said this heading into January, we're going to see some distance. Orlando is starting to look like a team kind of falling back from the pack. Charlotte is right there, too, but they're coming. They're making, a, they're making a move now, winning two in a row. Orlando's lost five in a row. They're looking more and more like they're coming back to earth. Milwaukee's starting to come back into the picture at now 19 and 27. Charlotte 21 and 23. New York at 22 and 24, losing two in a row. Wizards are right there, right behind Miami, about a game and a half back. But but we're seeing it now. We're seeing the real teams in the Eastern Conference come through. It used to be about a 10, 13 team race, 14 team race in the Eastern Conference. Now it's looking like a legitimate nine. 10 teams, maybe just eight right now, considering the Heat are at the, at the eighth spot. I don't think the Heat are going to miss the postseason. I know they've lost four in a row. I know the Heat haven't been playing good basketball as of late. But we're looking at a team now, and an Eastern Conference now, where we're starting to see the solidification of where teams are going to be. Washington, I think, is, a, is now a cusp playoff team in the Eastern Conference. But you've got teams like Miami and Detroit and Indiana really holding strong in the bottom portion of the Eastern Conference and Boston, for that matter. The bottom four teams in the East, they can all fall out and potentially miss the playoffs. But I think right now they're showing why they're the teams to be beaten in the bottom portion. Like what I'm trying to say is, is they're kind of the, uh, the iceberg of the, the tip of the iceberg of what the Eastern Conference, I feel like, is at its worst. And they're really good. I mean, Miami is a good team. Detroit's a good team. Indiana's a good team. Boston's a good team. You've seen Washington with their struggles, why they might not make the postseason. You've seen the Knicks and their youth start to kick in here as of late. You've seen the Charlotte Hornets play inconsistent throughout the season. You've seen Orlando as a young team play well, but then have bad stretches like they're going through right now. And Milwaukee is finally starting to come back, but is it too late? You're seeing that in the Eastern Conference. You're seeing it take place. Do I think, my, do I think Milwaukee can make a case to get back into the, into the conversation in the Eastern Conference. I do. I think they're talented enough, especially with Jason Kidd coming back for that team. I think that can be the case. But do I think it's going to happen? I don't think so. I think what we see in the Eastern Conference right now 
is going to hold true. If anything, the Wizards may find themselves taking over one of those teams in the East. But right now, I honestly think that the eight teams we see right now in the Eastern Conference, all within eight games of one another for the first two bottom spot at the eighth spot with the Miami Heat in Cleveland, I honestly think that this is what we're going to see for the rest of the year. Will, will seedings change? Absolutely. Will, will potentially the Wizards creep up in there from time to time? I think so. But ultimately, I think what we see right now is what we're going to see at the end of the season when it comes to the eight teams right now in the East as of January the 25th, 2016 in the West. I mean, like I said, it's a little different, and we'll get to that in just a moment. The Pelicans beating the Bucks, a big win for them, 116-99. Again, I think the Pelicans are still going to find a way to shop off some of their players and get better and get younger and, and become more effective. Now, again, the Pelicans are finding themselves back into a potential playoff race. They're only four games back of a playoff spot, and those bottom two spots in the Western Conference, maybe not the Houston Rockets as much anymore, but Sacramento through Denver, the New Orleans Pelicans, some, even the Suns and, and Timberwolves have a – have an outside chance as of right now, that bottom spot, that bottom seed in the, in the Western Conference is wide open. There are so many teams available to get a chance. Portland is only a couple games back in the, in the loss column. Utah is right there. They're struggling, but they're right there. Uh, New Orleans has won three in a row. They put, they put themselves back into the, into the conversation of being in the playoffs as an eighth spot. Denver is still hovering. Uh, Phoenix and Minnesota, if they get on a stretch, who knows? I don't think they're going to happen, but you never know right now. And, that's what we're seeing in the Western Conference, that bottom spot, which I don't think is going to matter ultimately at the end of the day because the Golden State Warriors or San Antonio Spurs are going to, I think, annihilate the eighth spot. But at the end of the day, I think that is going to be an open discussion throughout the rest of the season is that bottom spot in the, in the West. I think there are just a ton of teams that could rotate around that throughout the rest of the year. And who knows, if New Orleans keeps winning the way they're winning like they did over the, uh, like they did over the Bucks on Saturday – who knows? They could find themselves back in the eighth spot by the end of the season. Timberwolves beat the Grizzlies 106-101. to 101. Again, the Grizzlies not playing the best basketball, but they're hanging in there. And the Timberwolves get the victory again, keeping themselves in the conversation as a playoff spot. Rookie Rubio, 15 points, 12 assists. Not quite a whiteboard performance, but an outstanding performance nonetheless. The ABC Showdown game. NBC nightcap. Bulls and Cavs. This was a game coming in. Tyron Lue's first head coaching appearance. And I'm telling you, and I know Andrew and I will talk about it more tomorrow, but I'm telling you, this Bulls-Cavaliers game, it showed me. And, and, and here's the thing. I even told Andrew, Derrick Rose from the eye test looked outstanding. But his stats were horrible. 5 of 21 from the field. Guy had four assists. He wasn't amazing. But I feel like early on in the ball game, he set the tempo for what to expect in that one as the Bulls and Cavs played in a nationally televised game and the Cavs looked lost. And, and, it's, and I know they have a new coach. I know they have a new scenario brewing in, in Cleveland. I get it. But I'm telling you, after that game and after seeing how that team performed, LeBron James played outstanding, but the rest of that team played horrible. J.R. Smith had a pretty good game, 18 points and 11 rebounds, but everyone else played terrible. And, I think the scheme in Cleveland is now shaken up. I think they're actually further back than where they were last year. Now, and it's only been a week. I'm telling you, it's only been a week. And they look like they're already behind the eight ball when it comes to what they're going to do in the postseason. Now, do I think they're still going to get through the Eastern Conference and dominate? I, I think so, if they can figure it out. But what I saw on Saturday was a sign of a team that maybe the Bulls just have their number because the Bulls have already beaten them a couple times this year. But the Cavaliers looked 
personnel-wise looked just horrific. And you cannot have LeBron going 26-13-9 and and lose by 13. And it wasn't even that close. This game was a 20-point ball game the most of the day. It was an awful, 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 awful game. And watching what I saw in this one, I was sitting there thinking, this is not the Cavalier team that Andrew and I have been talking about for the last, you know, we haven't been, we have not talked about this team like we've talked about them normally for the past, you know, I would say month, month and a half. This team has been the best team in the Eastern Conference by, and as of late, they have looked horrendous. I mean, you getting blown out by 13, and it was more than that most of the game. You only score 14 points in the first, 19 points in the third. What that tells me is this team, they do not get up for games. They're not getting up for games right now with this coach. And what's interesting is, is like, look, I know David Blatt has no NBA experience, but this guy is still a legendary head coach overseas. And for you to just completely dismiss him because you lost to the Warriors the way you lost, sometimes you're just not as good as some teams. You're not. And they're not as good as the Bulls are right now with the way the Bulls can play them. I'm not saying the Bulls are better than Cavs, but they have their number. Um, the Golden State Warriors dominated over the Cavs. That's going to happen. Maybe the Cavs just can't beat them. It happens. Don't react and fire your head coach and then lose to the Bulls. They got dominated at home. I'm telling you, with the way this game was going, I was almost, almost, almost eager to tweet, Tyron Lue is going to be fired at halftime with the way this team's playing. Because that's how reactive they are now. The, the, the Cavaliers now feel like a reactive organization. They almost feel obligated that they need to hold the standard within the Eastern Conference. They almost feel that way, to me. And the way they played in this game and the way they performed in this game was, was atrocious. They played horrible against the Bulls. They looked awful. And the Bulls didn't even play that great of a ball game. Jimmy Butler wasn't unbelievable. Pau Gasol played great. I mean, 25 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists, 52 on the whiteboard, the performance scale. But Pau Gasol wasn't unbelievable. No one was amazing. In the Bulls. They kind of just held court. And the Cavs just shot themselves in the foot multiple times in that game. LeBron could not really do anything. Yeah, he had an outstanding stat line, but he really couldn't get anything going for his team. They look lost. That team looks like the Clippers from earlier on in the season. After that game, they feel like the Clippers from earlier on in the season. A talented bunch, overly confident, a great team. But when it comes to now, the way they've been playing, and tonight will be a big test playing the Timberwolves, the young Timberwolves. I think they'll win. I think they'll play well. But if they don't play well in that game, and it's a close one, I think you got to start questioning what this Cavalier organization is doing because they look a lot like right now after that game against the Bulls. They look like the, the early portion of the Clippers this season. They look like they've got a lot of behind-the-scenes drama happening, a lot of behind-the-scenes shuffling that we aren't seeing. And I think LeBron's trying to put on a face of we're just not playing well, we're, you know, we're struggling, but we're still the team to beat and blah, 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 and all the, all the mamma-jamma that he spits out there. But this Cavalier team does not look like the team they looked like a week, two weeks ago. They don't. Something's going on in that organization. Something's going on in that locker room that's not clicking and something that's not working for them. And this game was a heavy indicator. As I mentioned, LeBron James on a whiteboard performance, 65 on the whiteboard performance scale, one assist shy of a triple-double, 26 points, 13 rebounds, nine assists, two steals, and the loss there to the Bulls. But, again, the Cavs do not look the same. And the Bulls, they again, they're a team that's just going to kind of hold court and play their game and not win all the time, play inconsistent, but play well enough to win on most nights, but not all the time. The Bulls are an above-average team. They're not a great team, and they dominated the Cavs now. That is a sign of struggling in a, in, a, in a nationally televised game where everyone's watching you after the, the changes you've made as a Cavaliers organization. You're seeing the Bulls, or you're seeing the Cavs really struggle 
to, 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 to maintain that dominance in the Eastern Conference. And I honestly think I wouldn't be shocked if I saw a team like Toronto, uh, like the Bulls, even if they catch up a little bit, or the Atlanta Hawks, those, those top four teams in the East, those top three behind Caval- the Cavaliers, I wouldn't be shocked if they found a way to kind of snake their way up to that top spot and make, maybe the Cavs drop back to a three spot. And that's not to be over the top. It's true. It could happen. I could see it being the case for this Cleveland Cavalier team if they can't find a way to, to get themselves into the conversation of being a team to beat in the East, because that could happen. Toronto could find themselves sneaking their way up to the top before the Eastern Conference, uh, before the, excuse me, before the All-Star game begins. Let's finish up the games for Saturday. The Hawks and Suns, by the way, you talk about a game that had some entertainment value. This is the end of the Phoenix Suns-Atlanta Hawk game in Phoenix on Saturday night. Kevin Booker. Booker. Swings it out to Goodwin. Rolls it up. And tucked in by Chandler. And came off the rim. And Tyson Chandler having himself a night. He's got 27 rebounds thanks to that tip-in, which has tied the Suns' rebound record. Hawks have a foul to give. They've got two timeouts at their disposal. Kyle gets it in. Over down to Bays. He'll drive it up. Drops it in. And he's fouled on the play. And there it is. That's the play I was talking about. How about this fourth quarter for Kent Bazemore? Look at Kent Bazemore. Nice little fake. And look, Booker, you know, where were you? Eight seconds. But they're not doing it. Here is Goodwin with three. Goodwin with two. Puts it up. With a tenth of a second, with a clutch shot to give the Suns the lead. And it turns out that it is a three. I'm telling you, that game was unbelievable on Saturday. I know it didn't have the pizzazz and the, and the awe factor of two good teams playing one another, but I'm telling you, that Suns team, that, that, that might have been the game that turns around their season. This team is injury-laden. They're not going to do anything in the Western Conference this season, but they're a team that they, they strive on being a mediocre team for this season. They're a team that should be shooting for 40 wins. They're not going to get 40 wins this year. It doesn't look like it. But that team, that could spark some interest in who could go places and what could happen for that team. Beating the Hawks the way they beat them 95-98, 98-95 on Saturday – was a huge win for them, a huge confidence booster for them as they got to be. And you heard Tyson Chandler, 27 rebounds, unbelievable, 13 points, 27 rebounds, five assists, a 52 on the whiteboard performance scale. That's 52 with the 27 rebounds and only 13 points. A dominating game by Tyson Chandler down low on the block. He played an unbelievable game there and was outstanding. Boogie Cousins in the game against, uh, uh, what was the game, Pacers and Kings. Kings get the victory over the Pacers, 108-97. to I'm telling you, I think the Kings are going to find a way to stay in that playoff discussion, and they might find a way to stay in the eighth spot. And who knows, they could scare a team like the Golden State Warriors and not, not, not beat them, but they're going to scare them. And I think they might take a game from them some point in that series that they play in a seven-game series later on in the season. Who knows, if the Kings move up, you never know. They destroyed the Pacers, 108-97. to DeMarcus Cousins, listen to this stat line, 48 points, 13 rebounds, two assists, a 71 on the whiteboard with the performance scale. He was the performer of the night on Saturday, a dominating performance by, by Boogie Cousins, an absolutely just heroic game by him as they get the victory over the Pacers 108-97. Other games to mention, 
Uh, uh, Rajon Rondo got a triple-double as well in that one. He had 11 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, 2 steals, 43 overall, but a triple-double nonetheless. That's always going to get you on the whiteboard with the Roman scale. Triple, uh, excuse me, Trailblazers beat the Lakers 121 to 103. Damian Lillard, not quite whiteboard worthy, but an outstanding performance nonetheless. 36 points, 5 assists in that one as the Trailblazers win their 20th game of the year. Who would have thought the Trailblazers 46 games in would have 20 wins? I wouldn't have thought so. I thought they'd maybe have like 13, 15. Uh, For them to have 20 games is unbelievable. And the Lakers, they're they're in the Ben Simmons reeling right now. They're now 9-37. and They're they're done. Their season's over. Uh, Put them away. Put the white towel up for for Lakerland. They have no chance there. And the Nuggets, Upsetting the Pistons, 104 to 101. Now these are going to happen from time to time for the Pistons. They're a young team. They're still a good team in the Eastern Conference. They're winning. They're 23 and 21. They're playing outstanding basketball. But I think the Nuggets have proven why they're there and they're there to stay. And they and they can find a way to improve and get to that 30 win mark this year. And I think it's possible. I think the Nuggets can find a way to win 30 games this year if they keep playing the way they're playing. And that's your Saturday games for you in the NBA. Uh, Sunday, not that many basketball games. Again, I don't have all of the white worthy performances from Sunday, but I do have one, and I believe it was performance of the night, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Kevin Durant had 32 points, 10 rebounds, 7 assists, 2 steals. If I'm not mistaken, that is a 63. If my math is wrong, I apologize, but that was performance of the night. The Thunder lose to the Nets, so 106-116. to 116. There were a lot of white worthy performances in that one. Brooke Lopez had a white worthy performance, if not a really close one. He had uh, 31 points, 10 rebounds, two assists. If I'm not mistaken, that is a that is a 50 on the whiteboard of the performance scale. If I'm not mistaken, um, it's very close, nonetheless. Um, I believe that's a 50. If I'm not mistaken, he might have had a couple of blocks. I don't know. I'll check that out later, and, I'll, and that'll be up on the Facebook page if you want to check that out. Again, go to SeymourBuckets.com, check out the Facebook page. I have all of the white board performances listed after every game. But the Nets beating the Thunder, that's going to happen from time to time. Maybe the Thunder were watching uh, the football games that happened on Sunday instead of actually playing the basketball game. The game that was made up from Saturday, Celtics beating the, the 76ers, 112-92. No white board performances in that one. But, again, the Celtics getting the victory, winning the games they're supposed to win, winning by 20 over the 76ers, uh, now 24-21 and 21 here on CLNS Radio. Uh, the Raptors winning 112-94 over the Clippers. Uh, Chris Paul, 23 points, 11 assists, 4 rebounds, 2 steals, a 51 on the whiteboard. The performance go getting it done there. Uh, but the Raptors get the victory. They're now 29-15, and 15, again, two games back of the Cleveland Cavaliers playing great basketball, inspiring basketball. Who knows, maybe they might find themselves in the top spot come next week. Clippers, they couldn't go get it done. They're now 28-16. and 16. They've kind of got hit a little bit of a skid since their win streak, but that's okay. They're still playing good basketball. Rockets get the victory over the Mavericks, 115-104. to 104. James Harden, a big-time triple-double, 60 on the whiteboard with the performance scale, 23 points, 15 rebounds, 10 assists, and two blocks. Those are your weapon with the performances. I, there are more that I know of in that Thunder and Nets game, but I'll get to that later again. I was jammed for time coming into this show. Uh, when it came to those. Um, and let's get to the college games, shall we? I do not have the new rankings in front of me. Those will not be up until later on here in about maybe about, I'd say about an hour, hour and a half. Those won't be up, um, but I'll be gone by then. Uh, obviously, I won't be on the show anymore um, till tomorrow, obviously, but that'll be up then. Let's go to the college game, though. Over the weekend, some outstanding basketball games. Uh, no ranked games on Friday, but Saturday there were ranked games galore. Oklahoma, number one Oklahoma getting the victory over Baylor, 82-72 there. Number 13, Baylor not quite getting it done. Another Big 12 matchup. Oklahoma now 5-2 in the Big 12, 16-2 overall in the World of College Basketball. Kansas getting the win over Texas, 76-67. They get the victory there. Again, postponed Providence and Villanova. Again, no one could – excuse me, Villanova. 
No one could get it done there. I mean, again, this 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 uh, this uh, blizzard on the East Coast really impacted the, the difference between Providence and Villanova, and then playing. That's the only reason they couldn't play. Outside of that, a big time uh, a big time big time loss of a game there uh, in that one. Uh, Seton Hall not quite getting it done over Xavier. Xavier getting the victory, eighty four seventy six again. Uh, uh, Xavier big time win there in the Big East, five and two now in the Big East. West Virginia a close one a close one over Texas Tech 80 to 76 outstanding game for West Virginia again creeping up uh in that Big 12 5 and 2 the Big 12 is just crazy parody driven now Michigan State getting a big time victory in their neon greens in that one 74 65 I wouldn't really call it an upset because Michigan State was ranked number 1 at one point this time of the season but Maryland Mellow Trimble is the real deal people and Denzel Valentine looks like the real deal those are the two legitimate superstars in that one and both guys played well again Maryland not quite playing well enough to get the victory but both teams played pretty solid basketball and Michigan State getting the win, 74-65 over number seven, Maryland, as Michigan State ranked number 11 at the time. 74-65, get the victory. Denzel Valentine, 19 points, 14 rebounds, eight assists. Mello Trimble, 24 points, seven rebounds, and three assists. I'm telling you, these two guys are going to go into the NBA draft, and I think they're going to be unbelievable talents coming out again. SMU and Temple postponed. They'll play again. Uh, I believe they played later on. I'm not quite sure, but I'll let you know. Here in just a moment, Texas A&M in the SEC, now 7-0 in the SEC, 17-2, number 10 in the country, getting the victory over Missouri, 66-53. California, shocking Arizona in the Pac-12, uh, 74-73, Arizona ranked 12th. That, that ranking's going to go down after losing to California, and California should be in the rankings, if I'm not mistaken. They're now 4-3 in the Pac-12, hovering around near the top spot. California, 14-6, and now Arizona now 16-4 after the loss there. Miami beating Wake Forest. In the ACC, 15-3, and three, now number 15 in the country, 77-63. Louisville getting a close victory over Georgia Tech in the ACC, 75-71 on Saturday. Butler losing to Creighton, 72-64. Dougie McDermott is not there anymore, but hey, there you go. Creighton getting the victory, 14-6 and six in the Big East. Butler's now 2-5 and five in the Big East, but they're still ranked 18th. I think that's going to fall out, and I think they're not going to drop out of the top 25 after this past weekend. Iowa State dominating TCU 73-60, number 19 in the country. They should go up a little bit in my view. Duke beating NC State, number 20 in the country. Duke 88-78, they should get the victory there. Kentucky 76-57 over Vanderbilt in the SEC, now 5-2, 15-4 overall, 23 in the country. South Carolina losing to Tennessee 78-69. South Carolina is probably going to drop out of the top 25. They're still 17-2, though, and they're playing great basketball. They just had a slip up there against Tennessee. They'll probably come back and play well. Indiana destroying Northwestern, number 25 in the country, Indiana, 89-57. They should drop. They should they should jump up in the standings definitely after that one. Now 17-3 and 7-0 in the Big Ten. Sunday basketball games in college basketball. There were a couple of them. Obviously, SMU and Temple rescheduled the play. Temple getting the upset there as they get the win. And – SMU losing in an upset to Temple, 89-80 as Temple gets the victory over SMU, number eight in the country, SMU. Providence and Villanova, they played on Sunday. Providence getting the victory, 82-76, upsetting Villanova, number four, a Big East victory there, a big-time Big East victory in overtime. Providence getting the victory, 82-76, they're getting the victory. Big-time, big-time win for Providence. North Carolina eking out a win over Virginia Tech, 75-70 as they get the victory there. 7-0 7-0 in the ACC, 18-2. Don't be shocked if they jump up to maybe the number one spot coming up here shortly. And Iowa, they're going to jump up in the rankings too. 7-0 in the Big Ten now after beating number 22 Purdue on Sunday. 83-71, a big-time, big-time game there. As they found a way to come back, 50 points in the second half as Purdue led at halftime. 
Iowa coming back and getting a big win there, 83-71 winning, and now 7-0 in the Big Ten, 16-3 on the season. Virginia beating Syracuse, 73-65, number 13 in the country. Virginia beating non-ranked Syracuse, 73-65, and USC beating getting smashed by Oregon State. They're probably going to drop in the rankings, if not drop out of the top 25. Oregon State, 12-6. and six. Beating USC now 15 and 5 USC 85 70 as USC doesn't get it there. There are two big games in the world of college basketball tonight. Obviously the rankings will change heading into tonight's games. Clearly I will talk about them though as we move forward and we'll definitely recap them tomorrow as both games are on ESPN. I'll talk about them in just a moment. Um, players of the week in the NBA. Who do I think is going to be Player of the Week? Those will be announced today. From last week, you know. I'm going to say Steph Curry in the West. Actually, no, I'm going to say DeMarcus Cousins because they've kept themselves afloat in the West. I'm going to say DeMarcus Cousins. And then I'm also going to say in the Eastern Conference, boy, how do you not give it to a guy like uh, like Jimmy Butler? He has found a way to keep his team afloat and keep his team in the race in the Eastern Conference. I think it's going to be Jimmy Butler and DeMarcus Cousins. Honestly, at this point in time of the year, I have no idea who's going to come out and do it. But those will be the two, two guys I would say will get it done. Let's preview what's going to happen in the world of basketball. Again, do we have any callers on the line? We do not have any callers on the line. This is, this is a rundown show, a hardcore run-through-the-mill show. It is, a, uh, it is going to be an unbelievable night. Of, I'm telling you, this is the, if, if there is a night of basketball that you need to tune into, it is tonight. Duke and Miami playing each other in the world of college basketball, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN. That game will be a big-time ACC matchup, two ranked opponents. I think Duke, Duke should be ranked. Miami should be ranked higher, so that should be a higher-ranked game. Kansas and Iowa State, that those two teams are also playing 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. That'll be the game you want to watch if you don't have NBA TV. That'll be the game to watch, and then clearly watch SportsCenter after that to see what happened in the, in the Spurs and Golden State game because, let's be honest, that's game of the night. That's game of the night. And again, I mentioned it, Spurs and Warriors, NBA TV, 7.30 7 p.m. Pacific time, uh, 10.30 p.m. Eastern. That's the game to watch. I, I, don't, I don't know what else you need to say. The two best teams in the Western Conference by far, and I think now, going into tonight, especially if it's a close classic, I think these will be the two teams that contend for the NBA Finals. I think right now, as we speak, these are the two teams that you can say are championship contenders right now. I mean, they're both championship both, – both teams, I, if, if, if they faced off in the Western Conference Finals as of right now, I would think these two teams are the two teams to beat going into the finals. I, I don't know who else would beat them. Because, to be honest with you, the Warriors, outstanding basketball. Draymond Green, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, outstanding uh, supporting cast, unbelievable team. Spurs, Kawhi Leonard, LaMarcus Aldridge, Tony Parker, uh, Danny Green – uh, Tim Duncan, when he's healthy, I'm, I'm telling you, this this team, these two teams are just flat out the class of the NBA, and it's going to be on display tonight on NBA TV. I don't know what else you want to say. This is this is the best game going into tonight that you anyone could ask for. I don't know how it could be any better. These are the two teams to watch. It's going to be an instant classic, I think, and I think this is the game to watch. Golden State's favored by five. Don't take the five. I'm telling you, it's going to be closer than that. I think it's going to be Golden State. I think Golden State will win, but I think it's going to be more like by three or four points. It's going to be close. It's going to be a close one. It's going to be an instant classic in that one. Hornets and Kings, that's a, those, these are the other games tonight. There's nine games in the NBA, but these are the other games going on in the world of basketball tonight. Uh, Hawks and Nuggets, Pistons, Jazz, Hornets, Kings, again, kind of ho-hum uh, matchups. Rockets, Pelicans, that's going to be a fun one. 
Magic and Grizzlies, that's a fun one, but eh. Heat and Bulls, eh. You know, that's a fun one because both teams are in the playoffs right now in the Western, in the Eastern Conference. Celtics and Wizards, eh. The early game to watch. Now, honestly, NBA TV got it right tonight. They got it right. They did. They got it right. And the reason why I say they got it right, Timberwolves and Cavs, this is a big-time litmus test for the Cavs. The Cavs are favored by 13-and-a-half, but please don't be shocked if the Timberwolves keep it close, if not upset the Cavs. This is a big-time coming-out party for Teron Liu. Because if the Cavs can't dominate this game the way they should by 13 and a half, which is what Vegas has it, I'm telling you, I think the Cavs are out of are out of that conversation of being a playoff playing a playoff team, but out of that conversation of an NBA title contender. Because you got to dominate a team like this tonight in the Timberwolves. I don't care who your personnel is. I don't care what drama you have going on. You're the best team in the East by far, talent wise, and you should dominate a team like the Timberwolves. It's also interesting because you'll see. Kevin Love play the Timberwolves. It's going to be a fascinating, fascinating affair in Cleveland tonight as that one takes on. I'm telling you, if there's only games, if you only had two choices to watch games tonight or one choice, just turn on NBA TV. I'm telling you, watch the college games and flip back and forth between NBA TV and ESPN. That's all you need to do tonight. That's all you need to do because those are really the two games to watch is the Cavs and, 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 and Minnesota Timberwolves and Spurs and Warriors. Just, just sit back, get your popcorn ready and watch Spurs and Warriors at 7.30 p.m. Pacific, 10.30 p.m. Eastern, because those are the two games to watch. Anything else to really mention in the world of basketball? No Andrew today on the show, so we couldn't really jump back and forth and, and conversate on what to talk about. Again, I'll talk about more about the NCAA rankings and the new ones that will come out later on the day. I'll talk about those coming up on uh, – I'll talk about those on Tuesday, episode 58 for tomorrow. Obviously, the Life Warriors performances will be up on the Facebook page here shortly. Um, and I will get those ready for you uh, soon, uh, very soon. And they'll be up probably by noon, no doubt, before noon, before then. So players of the week, i got DeMarcus Cousins and Jimmy Butler. We'll see who is announced uh, later on today. And, and we'll figure out and talk about more about the all-star predictions. We might have some guests on the show, obviously, and we'll move forward here uh, in episode fifty. Seven is in the books. We got about a minute left on the show, and uh, we will see you tomorrow on the Hoopers Log. Same time, same place, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. We will be here, same time, same place, every day except for Friday. Friday, we will have the night show. That was a big time recap on a little basketball for you. Again, a lot going on, and as you can tell, football is really taking effect. Football is really the powerhouse right now in the world of sports, understandably so. Super Bowl conversation and championship weekend recap stuff is all happening kind of this week, and then we get into our Super Bowl conversation starting, you know, on Wednesday and throughout the next week and a half. After that, it's all basketball all the time, people. The Hoopers Log's always been there. It's been there since October, and it will be there all the way through the NBA Finals and all the way until we get to the Olympics in August. Thank you again for listening. Episode 57 in the books. Episode 58 tomorrow. Same time, same place. Andrew Norris and I will be there. Thank you again for listening. Have a fantastic day. Enjoy your basketball.